Thank you for joining us today for this life-changing message from River of Life. If you are ever in our area, we would love for you to join us. For more information, visit us at rolcrofferville.com. That's rolcrofferville.com. Or download our app in the App Store under ROL Crofferville. Now, let's join Associate Pastor Chuck Coburn as he teaches from the Word of God. Pray with me. Lord, this morning we sit still in silence. And Father, we ask you this morning to speak to our hearts. We are so thankful for worship. We are so thankful for praise. We are so thankful for forgiveness. Lord, this morning, thank you for being our Savior. For being in control of everything. And so I ask now that you would encourage us to live for you out loud, to live for you in the secret, and to live for you for all of eternity. And I pray that in your name. Amen. You have your Bibles. You can turn with me to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. And, and while you're turning there, have you ever heard the statement called a loaded question or a loaded statement? A loaded question or a loaded statement basically is a question or a statement that has more than one meaning to it. Something like this. I'm looking forward to getting home to a clean house. Parents, if you've gone away and your kids are left at home, you know what I'm talking about. You go ahead and make the implication, we're looking forward to getting home to a clean house because more than likely, it's probably not clean. And they need to have it clean before they get home. How about this one? We're not going to do this job halfway, are we? Because obviously we've done it before that way. This is more of a one that really strikes a chord when people say, everything wrong is really not that bad. And everything bad is really not that evil. Because we know it is. Well, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Rome. And Paul is going to give them a loaded question. And here's the loaded question. You find this in Romans chapter 1 verse 12. He says, when we get together... I want to encourage you in your faith. But I also want to be encouraged by yours. That's the loaded question. I want to be encouraged by yours. At this point, Paul had never been to the church at Rome. In fact, he really didn't know them. Uh, He is writing a letter to help them because they were a newly established church. And they needed a little bit of help with their doctrine and theology. And so Paul is trying to be nice and kind to them, at least in the first chapter, because as he proceeds on, he's going to educate them of what's going on. He's saying, when I come to you, I want to hear about how your faith is going to encourage me. Because here's what the problem was, and you can read it later on in chapter 2, verses 21 through 24. He says, you tell other people not to steal, but yet you steal. You say that adultery is wrong, but yet you are committing adultery. 
You outlaw or forbid the worship of idols, but yet you have them in your homes. See, Paul already knew what was going on at the church of Rome. And so he's trying to ease into them and trying to let them know, hey, I know what's going on, but here's what I want to do. I want to encourage you. And in this day and time, we all need encouragement. There is so much discouragement in our world today. (laughs) We don't need any more of that. What we need is encouragement. And believe it or not, and that's really the title of my message this morning, encourage. And this morning, I want to encourage you. But don't worry. I want you to encourage me. Because see, encouragement is a two-way street. You can encourage others, and you can allow other people to encourage you. See, we can encourage people by our words that we say. But do you realize you can also encourage people by the words that you don't say? You can encourage people by the things that you do. But you can also encourage people by the things that you don't do. Here's what's bad. You can encourage people in good ways. And you can also encourage people in bad ways. Hard to believe, but we can also encourage people in the wrong direction. In the Bible, there are roughly 79 times that the word encouragement is used, and it's used in a positive light to encourage us, to help us. Words like to encourage your words, encourage your faith, encourage the way you walk, encourage how you work, how you act. But what's sad is over 14 times in the Bible, it's used in a negative sense. Where people are encouraged others to live the wrong life, to do things the wrong way, to rebel, to sin, to devise wicked schemes. And so what we have to be careful today, church, is that when we live our life, we need to make sure that we're encouraging people in the right direction and not the wrong direction. For you see, when we go to work tomorrow... Let's back up. When we go to lunch today, how will you encourage people? Will it be in the positive way? Or will it be in a negative way? The words that you speak around your table at lunch today, the words that you say to your waiter or waitress, will they encourage them to follow Jesus? Or will they encourage them not to have to do anything with Jesus if that's the way a Christian is supposed to behave? When you go to work tomorrow, With you showing up late, will it encourage somebody to show up late as well? See, there's a lot that we do that we encourage. Whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, you are an encourager. And you are going to encourage people either the right way or the wrong way. And so we just need to put on the brakes this morning. It's okay. From this day on, Pastor Chuck, I'm going to learn to encourage people the right way. Sometimes we think we're encouraging people the right way when in all reality, it's the wrong way. And we have to be so careful not to do that. If you're not aware of today that when you turn on your TV, we are encouraged to abandon every ethic, every moral behavior we've ever been taught. And that's sad. But the reason it's that way is because maybe you and I aren't encouraging the world ourselves to follow Christ. See, when Paul wrote to the church of Rome, he was trying to encourage them because they were a church. He was trying them to change their behavior 
to change their lifestyle so those around them would understand who Jesus Christ really was and what he was like. And so encouragement is a two-way street. We encourage one another and we allow others to encourage us. We just have to be careful that we don't allow the wrong encouragement in our life. So guess what? I'm going to spend the next few minutes encouraging you. But when I'm done, I'm going to give you the opportunity to encourage me and encourage the River of Life family. Are you ready? So on behalf of your pastors at River of Life, the church board, and the leaders, I'm going to encourage you this morning because we all stand in unity about these things. And you just need to know if you're visiting this morning, this is who we are. Number one, we believe the Bible is true. This doesn't change. It is true. From the appendix to the maps. This is God's word. It is inerrant. It is infallible. And it will never change. You know why it will never change? Because it is the truth. It is the truth of God's word. And we stand on it. And although the world around us is changing and bending and trying to reshape God's word... Your senior pastor, Henry Jones, I, the associate pastor, and all your other pastors will never, ever, ever bend or break the word of God. It is what it is. In a day and time when our world is so dark and so cloudy and we're bending everything to fit our lifestyle, we've missed it. This doesn't bend. It doesn't break. In fact, it will stand forever. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of God stands forever. So just know if you're visiting today, this is who we are. We are going to hold near and dear to the word of God. And that will never, ever change at River of Life. Because too many people today are trying to bend and break the Bible. It's kind of like this. Back in October 1995... There was a a U.S. aircraft carrier around Newfoundland, and it was dark and cloudy that night, and it could see kind of a light out in the distance. And so the captain sent out a message. It says this, please divert your course five degrees south to avoid a collision. And of course, the reply came back, recommend you divert your course 15 degrees south to avoid a collision. Well, the captain got a little bit tiffed. And he says, this is the captain of a U.S. Navy ship. I say again, divert your course. And of course, the reply came back, no, I say again, divert your course. Well, now he's irate. This is the aircraft carrier USS Corral. We are a large warship of the United States Navy, divert Divert your course now. And the reply came back. This is a lighthouse. Your call. (laughs) This is the lighthouse. In any time you try to change the lighthouse, it won't move. The problem is you're going to be shipwrecked and sunk. 
We can't change the word of God. But too many people are trying to change it today, and you can't. Do you realize most of the mess you and I are in today is because we've tried to manipulate the word of God to fit our lifestyle rather than making our lifestyle blend and fit into the word of God? It just doesn't work. So you need to understand. I want to encourage you this morning. This book has every answer for your life. It will fulfill every need you'll ever have. It will take you to places you can't even imagine. Because God is its author. And he has such a plan for you. But see, not only is the Bible true. We believe Jesus is Lord. He's the boss. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And let me tell you what. I would much rather bow in honor and admiration of my king now than in shame and humiliation later on. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is Lord. Listen, you're not the boss. He's the boss. And I can tell you this much. He will always be the boss at this church. We will always submit to his authority. We will always follow his lead. And we will always understand that he is the only way to true salvation and true life. Jesus is Lord. And I'm going to pause right here for a second. I want to say, you know, it's interesting that we, they didn't know I was preaching this morning. So they don't even have a clue what I'm preaching on. But yet the praise and worship goes right in line. Because after all, why? Because he's Lord. He's Lord. Did you last song week? He's the King of Kings. He's coming back soon. They just know. Here's a good one. Number three. We believe genuine salvation equals a changed life. If you're at rock bottom this morning, I've got good news for you. He can save you. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. You see, Jesus wants to give you a new life this morning. You have probably shipwrecked your life long enough. You've beaten your head against that wall long enough. There is no other way. It's only Jesus. It's not Jesus and. It's not Jesus or. It's just Jesus. And when we finally surrender to Jesus, our life will drastically change. Listen, I promise you from experience and I promise you from the bottom of my heart. If you will truly surrender to him, he'll change your life so radically that everybody will know. You'll encourage people that way. But you just have to figure out whether you're tired of living the way that you're living. But I know this. If I believe the Bible is true, and if I believe that Jesus is Lord, I can truly believe he can give me a new life. And not only can he give me a new life, but number four, we believe in deliverance from past hurts and previous bondage. Not only can Jesus do all that, but Jesus can deliver me from my past hurts. After all, he came to heal the brokenhearted. He came to set liberty to the captives. He came to recover sight to the blind. He came to bring liberty to the oppressed. Listen, if you have lived in turmoil for so long, 
it's time you let Jesus set you free. I want to encourage you this morning. He can and he will do that very thing if you let him. But the problem is you got to let him. So let me tell you this way. You can't be free until you let it go. So so many of us want to be free, but we won't let go of the past. We will let go of our mistakes. Listen, Jesus will forgive you. He has forgiven you of your past. The Bible says he's removed it as far as the east is from the west. Are your standards higher than the Lord? Are you telling me that he can forgive you, but you can't forgive yourself? Is that what you're telling me? If you'll learn to let go and you'll learn to grab a hold of Jesus, man, he'll take you places. It's time that you and I quit living in the past. I shared with our class, uh, our purple book class, we call it the Unshakable Faith class last week. It's time you quit looking in the rearview mirror of life and start looking through the front windshield. We got to look forward, church. And I know this much. We've seen it and we'll see many more of this in the days ahead. We know that God will deliver you from any bondage from any past hurts, if you'll just let him. How do I know that? Because the Bible tells me that. And I know the Bible's true. I believe the Bible is true. And if you hang around here long enough, you'll believe the same thing, and you'll experience the same thing. We also believe in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. What that means is that he is alive and well in our life today. He moves in signs and wonders. Now, I may stretch some of you this morning, and that's okay, but I just want to let you know what we believe here at River of Life. There's an old saying that a man with an argument will always be at the mercy with a man with an experience. I used to not think the Holy Spirit was all that. And then back many years ago, I went to a revival, and I met him. And I went from not being filled to being filled, and my life changed. The fullness of the Holy Spirit. Wow. The best way I can explain that would be like you getting up in the middle of July, getting into your vehicle, and going to take a trip to Colorado. You decide not to turn the air conditioner on. You decide not to roll the windows down. You decide not to turn the radio on or the GPS and you just take off. Sure, you're going to get to Colorado, but you're going to be miserable. Or you can go ahead and turn on the air conditioning, turn on the radio, turn on the GPS, and enjoy the ride of your life. When the Spirit gets in you, you're going to enjoy the ride of your life. I'm not going to say there won't be bumps in the road, but I can tell you, whoo, it's good. We believe the gifts of the Spirit are for our day. Once again, if you've experienced, you know it. The Bible tells us as we have received the gift, minister that gift one to another. We believe in ministering that gift to each other. It's incredible. We also believe in miracles. How do you go without miracles? God is in the miracle business because he wants to do something that no man can do. And so I want to share a little miracle with you today because anything that God does is a miracle. For those of you who don't know me, 
The word spontaneity does not exist in my vocabulary. I'm just not spontaneous at all. I plan everything. Ask my wife, ask my kids. We go on vacation, I'll plan it out to the minute. You heard my son laugh, didn't you? He knows. He knows. And so I have this schedule that I get up every morning and do. I mean, it is rigorous. I mean, I've got it, you know. I lot myself so much time to get dressed. I lot myself so much time, you know, getting everybody better, devotion. I mean, I just, it's just laid out. I'm just, I like it. Hey, it may not work for you, but it works for me, okay? Maybe if I was a little more spontaneous, I'd have a little more hair. I don't know, but, you know, it's, it's just who I am. Well, about a week and a half ago, I got up early, which is weird. I thought, why am I up early? And everything else finished early in my life. And I thought, that's odd. I've got about 30 or 45 minutes to spare, which to me is great. But I, I was trying to figure out why. Well, all of a sudden do I have an extra 30 minutes on my hand? My phone rings. And my son says, Dad, there's been an accident at Gulf Coast Lumber. I don't want to be late for work. How do I get to work from here? And I knew if I tried to tell him how to get around the dirt roads and the back roads, it wouldn't work. I said, meet me at the church. I'll take you. I took him to work. The Lord knew my son needed that 30 minutes. So he got me up early so I could take my son to work. Miracles. God knows every hurt in your life. God knows every heartache that's going on. And if you will let him get into your life, he'll heal you. If you'll allow him to minister to you, he'll do some incredible things in your life. I want to encourage you this morning. I want to encourage you to let you know that although our world is getting darker, your life can get brighter. Although the world may be caving in around you, the walls of your faith can stand strong because He is our Lord and our Savior. We also believe that worship is our first responsibility. The very first thing you are responsible for doing, I'm responsible for doing, is to worship our Lord. Jesus said, you shall love me with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Worship is just not singing, which, man, that's great. You know what I'm so thankful about heaven for? Because one day I'll be able to sing like you guys. You know? I don't know about you, Catherine. It may take me a while to catch up to you. But I've got all of eternity, so, you know, I've got time. (laughs) One day. But we worship. Listen, if you didn't worship this morning, you missed it. Man, the freeing power of the Holy Spirit. Just the cleansing of the Lord in my life. Man, worship's great. But let me tell you what, worship's not going to stop here. I'm going to worship today when I go to lunch. When I, when I have to go to Pensacola later this afternoon, I'm going to worship the Lord. Because worship is my first responsibility. And it should be yours. In evangelism, we believe evangelism is our second. We should love our neighbor as ourselves. You see, these are the principles, these are the beliefs that River of Life is founded upon. And they'll never shake because they are the word and the truth of God. And if your world is crumbling and shaking this morning, I got good news for you. He can help you. He can set your feet on solid ground. 
Once again, he's the lighthouse. He's not moving. But you have to be willing to let him change you. Mark Twain once said, I can live two months on a good compliment. Do you realize your world will change if you allow Christ and you allow the church to encourage you in your walk? Now, you have to understand sometimes encouragement is not always fuzzy and bright. Sometimes we have to encourage you in a more disciplinary way to help you. I mean, after all, think about that. You have a a young boy that's learning to play baseball because it's baseball season. I know it's the Sweet 16 in basketball, but you can tell that's not me. So we'll talk about baseball. If he is so desperately has the wrong stance, has the wrong swing, you don't say, man, I'm so proud of you with your stance. I'm so proud of you with your swing. No. You say, son, daughter, I'm so proud you're committed, but we want to help you straighten out the problem you're having so that you can do better. And if you will allow us to help straighten out this problem you have, you're going to do a lot better. It's amazing how when the world of athletics were so easy to help somebody create and change our rhythms and our swings and our routines, but we won't let God do the same thing. And God will do a lot more in your life if you let him. He will. And I know he will. Because you see... We believe the Bible's true. We believe Jesus is Lord. We believe salvation equals a changed life. We believe that God will deliver you from your past hurts and your previous bondage. We believe in the fullness of the Holy Spirit that He'll fill you and empower you, enable you. We believe that He will work in you to this day to help other people. He's going to enable you to see miracles and do miracles. And we know that He will allow you to worship Him and win the lost. That's what we believe. And that's what you need. And I want to encourage you with that today. I don't want you to let that go. Okay. I've encouraged you. Now it's your time to encourage me. Let's go back to Romans chapter 1 verse 12. Notice it says, when we get together. Paul was letting the church of Rome know. I'm coming one day to see you. He didn't say if. Because, it, because Paul would tell people. If I can he would. But he says when. Paul already had it on his mind. I am coming to see you at the church of Rome. I'm, it's, a, it's a mandate. I'm coming. When we get together. I want to encourage you in your faith. But also I want to be encouraged by yours. Let's change this now. Jesus is coming. And when he comes, because he's either going to come through the clouds or he's going to come when you take your last breath. But when he comes, will you encourage him with your faith? Or will he be discouraged by your faith? This morning, I want you to encourage the Lord. I want you to encourage me. I want you to encourage River of Life. Because we encourage people by the words we say, by the actions that we do. Acts 11.23 says this. Barnabas was sent to the church of Antioch. 
And this is what it says. He encouraged the believers to stay what? True to the Lord. I want to encourage you this morning to stay true to him. Stay true to Jesus. When the Holy Spirit speaks, please don't ignore him. Listen to him. Follow his lead so that he can set you free. So that he can take you to a world you can't even imagine. A life you could never dream of. Stay true. In the world of compromising principles and compromising churches and ideologies and theologies. Stay true. Because I can tell you this much. We here are going to stay true. It doesn't matter what happens. We will be true to the very last breath we take. And so now, the only way you can stay true is you have to begin. You can't stay true to something if you haven't begun it. Haven't began it, sorry. If you've never asked Jesus into your heart and life to save you and to change you. And you'll know that because your life will have drastically changed. Today is the day that you should do that. You should say, you know what, Pastor Chuck, my life has never really changed. Man, do I need to change. And I know what the devil's telling you. Don't do that. What are they going to think? Remember, you're going to make us shout for joy. The angels in heaven will have a party because you are going to consciously encourage us this morning by coming forward and saying, Jesus, I need you. Maybe this morning you just need to come forward and say, I'm lonely. I need a church family to help me, to encourage me. Once again, you're going to encourage me. You're going to encourage us because now we have somebody to partner with. We have somebody to pray with. We have somebody to encourage as well. Do you see how this works? I have preached to you this morning to encourage you. And now I want you to encourage me, to encourage the church, to encourage our Heavenly Father by coming forward and saying, Lord, I surrender all. God, I am broken. I need to be healed. I don't know how you'll do that, but I know when you're going to pray over me with these pastors, God, you're going to set me free. God, I don't care what everybody else thinks this morning. I care what you think. And today, I want to be free. Today, I want to have victory. And you'll only do that if you come forward. So this morning, encourage me as I have encouraged you. Let go. Let the Lord have your life. And let us encourage you so that you will never be the same again. Father, in your name, I pray that your word has been spoken to the very hearts of our lives. For those, Lord, this morning who are struggling who are broken today. May the devil not hold them back. Holy Spirit, I pray that you'll move them out of their chair and they'll come for forgiveness. They'll come for cleansing. They'll come for healing. They'll come for renewal. God, I pray today that we will encourage you for the souls that'll be saved, the lives that'll be changed, the people who will surrender to you Father, thank you for such a word of encouragement from your Bible. We want to encourage you, Lord, in our faith. From the words that we speak to the actions that we take. 
It's time, church. It's time we be a light to a dark world. It's time we encourage the world with our faith and our mighty Savior, Jesus Christ. And it starts now by each and every one of us making the decision. If your heart is racing, if your mind is battling, the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Make that choice this morning so that you can begin the step of freedom. You can be step the, the step of victory. And most of all, you can encourage us. Father, move mightily right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for listening to this message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or if you need someone to pray with, please contact us at 850-926-1200 or email us at info at rolcrawfordville.com. We also want to encourage you to visit us this Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. Please visit us online at rolcrawfordville.com for more information and directions.